Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. for the Hollywood Life podcast and I have my co-anchor Ali Stagnita here. Hi Ali. Hi guys, excited to be here. And uh, we're excited and we're also very happy that you're feeling better after your bout with coronavirus. Thank you, Bonnie. And we have a very special guest today who is coming to us before an extremely special occasion. Welcome, Miss USA, Chesley Christ. Thank you so much. It's always a joy to talk to you guys. Thanks for inviting me on again. We love oh. having you here. We love yeah. having you here. <laughs> and we cannot believe that it is almost a year since we talked to you last, because we spoke to you just after you became Miss USA. Miss USA. And now we are heading into um, the 69th Miss USA pageant on Monday, November 9th, which is going to start at 7.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This year has gone so fast for us. Like, what has this year been like for you? Oh, my gosh, it's been crazy. I think I talked to you guys just before I left for the Miss Universe competition. I think that was a year ago. And then we talked a year and a half ago when I first won. Yeah, so it's been it's been crazy. I think by the time I crowned the next Miss USA, I will have been Miss USA for 557 days. Wow. Like, that's the longest that anyone's ever been Miss USA. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is the longest <laughs> reign ever. Because the pageant was supposed to be in May. It's usually like end of May, early June. And due yeah, to the coronavirus you we had to push it to uh we we had to push it <laughs> yes we, you, guys the made the you and i <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's been i mean it has been a, a a whirlwind of a year and a half uh, i think for me i'm just grateful a lot of people have talked about you know how does it feel that coronavirus ruined your reign but i really had a pretty an, an almost full and complete reign and that you know the coronavirus really broke out in um, in the States and we had to start social distancing and sort of batting down the hatches in March of this year. Yeah. And, and, you know, usually since the pageant, uh, would have been like, you know, May, if, if it had been exactly a year, we would have been preparing for Miss USA, like mid April. So right. really it, it, it cut away a month of my reign. And instead of me having to give that up completely, I got this really extended reign that still allowed me to connect with people. I just had to connect in a different way, you know, rather than getting to go and see uh, members of, you know, women who benefited from Dress for Success in person, for example, I got to talk with them on Zoom about resume review and interview questions. And so it just, it changed my reign in an unexpected way, but I was glad that I still got to do a lot of the things that I wanted to do. Yeah, it sounds like you were able to adapt really well and have Mm -hmm. that extra, I guess, as you said, extra several months um, Mm -hmm. to be Miss USA. Now, tell us though about 
how, because you've been very supportive of Black Lives Matter and, um, and of voting, like how did you use your platform in these extra months um, to influence people? Uh, we try to educate people because I think a lot of people who um, don't understand or support or really don't support Black Lives Matter don't support it because they don't understand it. They you know, usually think that it's, it's, it's just about um, black people and possibly black people being superior to other races. And that's just not what it's about. And so, you know, we tried to elevate this issue by just educating people about what the platform is, how this movement started and how people can support it going forward. Um, so we hosted Instagram live sessions on the Miss USA um, social media platforms. Uh, some of the content that I put together was really um, focused on educating people. So we did videos on Juneteenth. Uh, we tried to invite more and more people on. We tried to do interviews that were centered around uh, the unrest and what was happening and educate people about how they could help. So we just, we had to be flexible. We had to be creative and innovative about how to approach this situation. I think that was the best way to do it. Just trying to educate people about, you know, this is what the movement's about. This is what's happening and it's beneficial. This is how you can help. I feel like too, um, during this time and, and I remember talking to people about this surrounding pride actually that even though there wasn't a big parade or there wasn't, you know, just a celebration, they actually were able, and, and maybe you feel this way too, to get face to face with people and educate rather than it being, you know, just a party or just, you know, an appearance, you could actually have mm -hmm. these conversations and really, you know, help people. Um, mm -hmm. Do you feel like you were able to connect on a, maybe a deeper level than you would have or that you had seen in the past several months? Yeah, absolutely. You know, because it, like you said, I think a lot of people sometimes when they attend events miss the, the real message and the real thrust and purpose behind uh, some of those events that were happening. But when you have to stay at home, like what, what else do you have to do but listen to what people are saying about the causes that they're advocating for? And I think even the, you know, the flip side of that coin is that because nobody can participate in person, they had to make sure people for a number of different events had to make sure that their events were accessible to a broad range of people virtually, which expanded each of those movements. I mean, I've heard about so many virtual parades. And if you think about a parade, you know, there are tons of people who can't attend because they have work or they have to watch, you know, their kids or they can't, you know, travel that far to get to this event. And now because this event has to be virtual, they have the opportunity to participate and to learn too. And so there's always a silver lining in the changes that have been made to some of these events. And, you know, I think it's really, really cool that, you know, the, the message has gotten deeper for some people and the reach has gotten broader for a lot of these movements too. Mm -hmm. And do you think that being Miss USA and um, having that platform, but also the fact that you're you're a woman, that it may enabled you to get uh, get you know kind of get through to other young women in a way that maybe somebody else wouldn't and wouldn't have been able to have been as open minded to hear your your education. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, as a woman, I've competed in pageants for years, and I don't know that I ever dreamed of a time when a national title holder for a, a huge organization like MUO would have advocated for Black Lives Matter, right? Because it started off as this organization that people viewed as being radical and dangerous and violent, and that's never what it was, right? It was always about equality for all races, um, and I, I think that 
because of what people initially thought about it, I just thought, you know, MUO would probably stay away from it. You know, there are tons of pageant organizations that stay away. You have this unwritten rule book for pageants, like you don't say Black Lives Matter. You know, you don't say that marijuana should be legalized, even recreationally. You know, there are certain things that you just don't say to judges and interviewer on stage. And so I think Black Lives Matter kind of fell in that category. And I was so glad that now, you know, this movement has happened when I'm the title holder. And it's happening when, when I get to use our official accounts and tell people Black Lives Matter. And you're seeing it from this, from this stage. And so I think that meant a lot to people, uh, especially women who follow pageants, that you know, not only is this Black woman talking about Black Lives Matter, but she's Miss USA. So if Miss USA can talk about it, I can talk about it too and hold a pageant title at the same time. Yeah, well, and I think it is important to note right now that the current Miss Teen USA, the current Miss USA and the current Miss Universe are all really strong, empowering Black women right now, which is just really incredible. And, and you know, I, I have to point out too that I love your hair. And I know we spoke about this when you were competing for Miss USA, you wore your natural hair. And that was something that was really important to you and definitely stood out and people commented on. Yeah, for sure, definitely. And uh, I hope that, you know, one day we get to a point where it no longer matters for me or anybody else. Because I think, you know, when I talk about my natural hair, there are, there are certainly people and, you know, myself included, who talk about other title holders who have won Miss USA uh, and competed with their natural hair, like Susie Castillo, Miss USA 2003, or um, Kyra McCullough, Miss USA 2017, who won just two years before me. But I think what has been telling about each of our wins is that all of us, you know, I know that I talked about this. I'm sure that Kyra did too, especially. Uh, we talked about how it was, it really was a decision we had to think about. Yeah. And it was, it was almost a risk and yeah. it's a step that we were all afraid to take. And so I really just cannot wait until a time when you wearing your hair naturally isn't a statement anymore. It's really just part of who you are, you know, the same way that somebody else would choose to wear, you know, their hair flat ironed or in a ponytail you're like oh, I'm gonna wear my hair naturally right. today because I can not because yeah. it's a risk for me Absolutely. exactly well and your hair is beautiful oh, thank you <laughs> Thanks. um and you also um have used have used your social media to urge everyone to vote which I thought was wonderful too I love your pictures on your Instagram with your holding yeah. up the flag like it's because true there's nothing more American than voting mm -hmm. and then you had your ballot you went to a drop off box why was that important to you oh because yeah I knew that we were going to be here in Memphis Tennessee on election day so I'm like I'm not going to be home and I need to prioritize voting because there are people who fought and died so that I a black woman could cast my ballot uh, you know, this was the 100th year anniversary of the 19th Amendment that largely provided the right to vote to white women because there were still um, other measures in place that barred women of color from voting, like, you know, poll taxes, like literacy tests that barred, you know, black women, like, you know, um, crazy immigration measures that, you know, other immigrants had to pass in order to vote. So, so knowing, you know, the importance of, you know, the 19th Amendment, knowing the importance of, you know, being in Memphis, we just went to the National Civil Rights Museum that talked about, you know, freedom riders, people who were hanged and lynched in order to get Black people the right to vote. I'm like, well, this is not the year to skip voting. <laughs> you know, obviously you should, you should vote. Yeah, yeah, you should vote every time, you know, every election, but this is not the election to miss. 
And so it certainly was important for me to make sure that I was casting my absentee ballot, you know, my ballot in the mail because I wasn't going to be home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where is your, your home base is from North Carolina? Yes. North yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. We've, I don't know. We, I don't even know. Do we have an election? Yeah. Do we have results yet in North Carolina? I don't know. North Carolina. It's up on my screen right now. North Carolina, 94% of the vote in. It's too close to call. It is. <laughs> yes. It is my state. Yeah. Cause we flip-flop. I mean, uh, President Obama turned us blue. I think, I think Donald Trump turned us, uh, turned us red. So it really is one of those states that, that can switch. It's, exactly. it's, it's really, you can't, it's too close to call right now. Yeah. Um, so on, now we're looking at Monday, this coming Monday for mm-hmm. the Miss USA um, pageant. Now, yeah. what, <laughs> what kind of measures are in place? Because it's a lot of women together, young women and organizers mm-hmm. and hairstylists, makeup artists, like producers. How are they doing this safely? Oh my gosh, it's craziness. But I'm, you know, I am reassured being here knowing that we're taking so many measures. I don't believe that the that the contestants this year are gonna have hairstylists or makeup artists, uh, because that, you know, there are 102 contestants, you know, 51 for misses and 51 teens. That's a lot, it's a lot of women. Yeah. Um, so so you know, what we did is everybody had to take a test before they left. I had to take a test, a COVID test before I left New York to come here. Quick ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real one, not the quick quick ones, because those are not that accurate. Right, right. But you know, when we got here, we did take a rapid test. Yeah. And um, and you know, since then, uh, you know, we once you got here, you had to immediately take your test and and be quarantined in your room until you got the results. And so we did that. Um, everybody is, you know, we're practicing social distancing. There are masks everywhere. In fact, my mask is right here. And I know you guys can't see on your podcast, but my mask, it says Miss USA and says my name on it because we all got personalized masks. <laughs> like an extra incentive and a nice little marker to have your name on your mask. Um, so, you know, so we're, we're obviously doing that. We're making sure even when we're, we're served food, all the food um, that we get, you know, it's covered. We're not allowed to touch a lot, a lot of the utensils and things in order to get food. Uh, you know, when we go into the theater, uh, everybody's got to wear masks and, uh, you know, when they're practicing and everything. And I'm sure it's affected the way that we do opening number. Although I haven't, you know, I'm, I'm saying that because I haven't actually been into rehearsals yet, but I'm told that, that it's affecting that. Um, I, even interviews this year uh, for the contestants were via Zoom because, you know, having a bunch of people in and out of a room talking, filling the room with their air is kind of dangerous. So, you know, there are so many people on site that are just reminding us of these procedures and just making sure that everybody's following them and that we're being safe. Yeah. Well, and Chesley, um, I remember when Sarah was um, going to, you know, her final walk um, and everything, getting her outfit together, you know, Mm -hmm. wanting to look her absolute best um, when she ended up crowning you. Um, tell me a little bit about how you have been preparing for this moment because it is really emotional that that final walk is Miss USA. It is for sure. I just continue. Will you actually crown her because you will be or is that something that's going to change? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to crown her. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, we have prelims tomorrow. And so tomorrow is actually the first time that Kaylee, my teen, and I are going to hit the stage with the contestants. And so a lot of the things that, a lot of the measures that they're taking, we're finding out, you know, as, as, um, as we're going. And so I'll know then, and, you know, we'll know during the, during the telecast on Monday. Right. Um, so, so for me, you know, to prepare myself, I've just been thinking about what's next for me, because I think, you know, crowning the next Miss USA can be an emotional experience. If you're just thinking about, you know, what you've lost, you know, you're no longer in the title holder apartment, you don't get free rent anymore. <laughs> you don't get to work with the Miss Universe staff and, you know, they've become your friends and family uh, over, over your term. And so I think, you know, thinking about those things can make the moment really sad. So instead, you know, I've just been preparing myself for that by thinking about what I've got to do next. I mean, even this weekend, I get to co-host teen prelims. I get to co-host the Miss USA prelims. Uh, I get to co-host the Miss Teen USA finals, and I get to serve as an analyst during the Miss USA finals. And so I'm like, oh, I get to do, be a part of these shows. I get to get some experience as a host. You know, I'm, I'm going to be working full-time with extra. So for me, I'm just excited for this next step. And I think that takes away some of the sort of bitter pain of, of ending the reign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it it will be such a big change for you. I just was even continuing to think about the broadcast and whether or not, like you know how in the end they always have like the last five finalists, and then mm-hmm. they're, they're going to have to have them all six feet apart. I guess there's no audience. Is there audience? They're very. We small. do have yes, we do have an audience. Uh, before the audience can enter the auditorium, they have to get temperature checked. Everybody has to wear masks. That's mandatory. And you know, usually we have thousands of people attend uh, the Miss USA, Miss Teen USA competitions. This year, we are limiting that audience to 300. And I know that was really hard, especially for a lot of the contestants who, you know, you want, you want your family there. You want your brothers and sisters there, your aunts and uncles, your cousins, your mom, your dad, your grandparents. And I know that a lot of the contestants were really limited in their tickets. I mean, for me, like I have uh, my mom, my dad, my stepdad, and my brother are coming and two of them are in like a separate auditorium. So I've got two people in the audience for me. Uh, So I'm, I'm, but I'm, you know, I'm glad that, that they're, like I said, just being safe and making sure that all the girls can have their moment, but they can do that without having to risk dying of COVID. Exactly. Well, so post Miss USA, you're going to be working full-time for extra. Are you also going to return to law? Uh, can I, can I pause for just one second? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cause I think my manager's knocking on my door. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm in the middle of an interview. Nope, we're doing it right now. Can I come after? I'll text you once and then go Okay, thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She's like, I thought you were done with your interview. I was like, no, we like we're doing literally things all day. Um, I'm so sorry. Can you repeat your question? Yeah. So you're gonna be working after um, you know, you're you doing the other um Miss New Miss USA. You are going to be working full time with extra and will you go back to law? No, no, at least not for the foreseeable future. I mean, I, I am so excited. I'm going to get to work with extra, but it is a full-time gig that I've signed on to do. I've, I've signed on to be full-time. Thank you. I'm so excited. Um, we get to see you all the time. Yes, yes, because I'll stay in New York. You on purpose all the time. When yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, 
I literally just moved to my new my new apartment. I'm still in Midtown, so Yay. so that part of things. I know I'm just I'm so I'm like a New Yorker now. Yeah, so, uh, so so that part of things I'm really excited for, and you know thr- thrilled that that I'll be able to continue working with Extra because you know they really have become my friends and they're incredible people to work with. So that that I am excited for. But practicing law, no, no, that you know not for the foreseeable future will I, will I do that. In fact, I just petitioned to. Um, you know, put my North Carolina license on inactive status, and I put my South Carolina license on inactive, so I'm like officially inactive. Uh, but you know, I have talked with my firm that I worked for about coming on as a diversity advisor because I think you know, diversity in the legal profession is essential, and it's something that I will continue to research, something that I want to have knowledge on, and I want to benefit my law firm in that way. So, um, that, that I'll be continuing on in that role, but won't be practicing law. That's a great idea. And I'm sure they're going to want to take you up on your suggestion um, because you're right. Absolutely. There needs to be much more diversity in the legal profession. But you, just to remind our audience, you did do uh, pro bono work to help help people who are behind bars and to try and get them out of jail. And um, so we want to ask you, how do you feel about felons Um, having the right to vote once they have served their time and what happened in Florida where basically um, the pop the the voters voted to re-enfranchise them and then the Florida legislature decided that before they could vote they had to pay off a lot of fines so it was like a poll tax which you just talked about yes took the words right out of my mouth it literally is like a poll tax all over again and it was disgusting to hear about it. Um, and I think that, you know, what's unfortunate is I think a lot of the people who supported that, who supported requiring those formerly incarcerated people to pay an additional fine probably don't understand exactly what they're doing, right? They probably don't understand the, the similarities and commonality between what the, the measures that they're taking are and, and poll taxes. Um, and I think they probably don't understand uh, the broad reaching effects of that action. And like, you know, obviously we believe in this country and many other countries, you do something wrong, you expect you should pay for it, right? And these people have done that. They've been incarcerated, they've done their time and now it's over. They should be allowed to return to society and have the full rights of, as everybody else. Otherwise the rest of your life, you're wearing this scarlet letter A and you're not able to, you know, find gainful employment. You're not allowed to you know, find fair housing because a lot of people are asking you to admit that, you know, you've been convicted of this crime earlier in life. So instead of some of these felonies being, you know, sentences that actually are fair, they end up being life sentences for these people. And they should be able to have the chance to vote for elected officials who can help them change that. And so I think blocking those people by requiring them to pay these taxes, even though many of these people are having trouble finding jobs because they are formerly incarcerated, is a poll tax. So, you know, it it really, it makes me angry. I hope that the Florida legislature rethinks what they're doing. And even beyond that, I hope that the community just helps them out while the legislature is, you know, putting their heads on straight. Well, we hope they put their heads on straight. Um, And because there's been a lot of efforts by local organizations and by donors to actually pay off a lot of like to pay off the fu- the fines to reinforce. Yeah, I think Bloomberg said he was going to pay some of it too. I think I saw that in the fines as well. And I think that's a great measure. I think, you know, people should be helping because this is terrible. But, you know, on the other end, like the legislature shouldn't be requiring this. So, you know, until the legislature fixes the issues that they have, certainly the community should band together and help. 
couldn't agree more. Yeah. Now, in terms of your post, uh, your 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 life um, post Miss USA, you've got your new apartment. You're in New yes. York. I hope you got a good deal because apparently it's much easier to get a lease right now. <laughs> oh my God, I hate New York housing so much. Uh, <laughs> there's no customer service. No, no, there's not. Well, and I, you know, I think I what I didn't realize, you know, in in New York. Uh, at least somebody was telling me this. I mean, please don't take this as like, I've never, I've never actually like, you know, looked into the legality of this. But one of my friends was telling me that New York has incredible protections for um, tenants. And so uh, on the, on the other side of that coin is if you try to like, you know, rent from uh, a condo association, it's incredibly difficult. You have to give so many fees and you have to give them so much information about you because you know if they can't if you end up not paying they can't get you out because there's so many protections and so just just seeing how many fees there were like how many hidden fees everywhere how much information i had to provide i was like should i go back to north carolina um so i yeah. think you know new york housing still sucks in that way <laughs> but it's a great place to live it is it is a beautiful place to live and i'm glad that i stayed <laughs> I'm glad in their building you what yeah, they should have been so excited to have Miss USA in their building. <laughs> I didn't tell them that I was Miss USA. I did that on purpose. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I know. Except what happens is that all your packages start coming and they get very curious about who you Yes. Are. Yes, they did. Because I had, I had um, some of my dry cleaning dropped off and the dry cleaner knows that I'm Miss USA. And they usually don't deliver, but they were, they were getting my, my uh, clothes to me last minute. They were like, we'll deliver to you. I'm like, okay, cool. So I gave them the, the address of the new place and they dropped it off and I'm trying to pick it up from the door guy. And he's like, yeah, they said it was for Miss Universe or Miss USA or something. I was like, oh, that's weird. It must've been a nickname or something. I'm the assistant. Yeah, yeah. Posed by your dry cleaner. <laughs> you're a dead Exactly. Well, because the funny thing is like, you know, if somebody knows that you're Miss USA, they expect you to be like, you know, this tall, beautiful, gorgeous woman. I'm like, okay, I don't look like that I do not. I do. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, no, but don't don't put that pressure on me anymore. No, <laughs> you are tall and beautiful. I've been there. <laughs> well, you are very kind. Uh, <laughs> do you and in terms of your life, like, are you rooming with any of like, is Miss Universe going to continue to be your roommate in your new place? No, I miss her already. No, I moved out. So I, I moved out a while ago so that I could decorate my new place before I came to the competition uh, because Lord knows I mean the worst thing is having to prepare for a competition and coming back to an apartment that's just uh, looks like a tornado ran yeah. through it so I actually moved out a while ago and I remember like moving into my new apartment realizing like I don't have Zozie passing by my door every day to ask me how I'm doing or ask me what I did today and so it has been weird not not having her there anymore so that part of it is definitely going to be sad but you know She's still going to be in New York, and so am I. So we'll get to see each other still. Yes, good. Well, before we go, I want to just ask, what is your what is the first thing you are going to do after you crown the new Miss USA? Well, hopefully, I'll get to celebrate with my family who are coming in town. Uh, because I'm, I'm so excited for them to be here because, you know, when you're done, it's just like a party. You can do whatever you want. You don't have anybody, you know, telling you what your schedule is or that you have to be at A, B, or C place at whatever time. And so that's going to be fun just to hang out with my, my family. But when I get back to New York, huh, there's this place that I've just discovered that has amazing strawberry cake. 
and I've just been ordering it slice by slice. But when I get back to New York and I no longer have to fit into an evening gown, I'm going to buy a whole cake. I'm going to eat it in one sitting. Which <laughs> place? I, is that like strawberry shortcake you're talking about? No, it's just like regular strawberry cake with like strawberry frosting or maybe it's cream cheese frosting. I don't know, but it is amazing. It's from this place called Buttercup Bake Shop. I'm so I'm sure they are so annoying. I love Buttercup Bake Shop. Well, make sure. Have you tried their strawberry cake? No, but we'll have to now. <laughs> you have to get the strawberry cake. And I've had so many of their other like items. I've had like their campfire bar and they have a chocolate cake that I've tried too, but there is nothing better then that strawberry cake and putting it in the microwave, letting it warm up a little bit, sitting on the couch, maybe getting a little bit of hot chocolate with some whipped cream. I mean, that is a night right there. So I'm prepared for that. How do you think you do? Next time we talk, I'm going to bring you guys some of the strawberry cake because it is amazing. Okay. Okay. Well, we have to look forward to the post coronavirus world where we can all have strawberry cake together yes yes, yes absolutely until they don't have to like mail it to your house or something yeah. <laughs> well, it's wonderful to talk to you chesley have a great time there um uh preparing for the pageant and enjoying your last few days as miss usa and everybody tune in to the 69th miss usa pageant Monday, November 3rd, starts at 7.45 and goes to 11.45 Eastern Standard, and it's on the channel FYI. FYI, Monday, November 9th. That's it. Woo! Can't wait. Yes. Hi, Chesley. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you guys so much. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>